Pitch three, day three. Ah, shopping. The great American tradition. From leaving Thanksgiving dinner and busting down the doors of a Best Buy for a cheap TV, to the endless stream of Amazon boxes arriving on our doorsteps, from sea to shining sea, we love a shopping spree. But shopping has changed a lot from the mall trips of our youth. You don't just go to Journeys for a pair of Converse anymore. Now every shoe brand in the world is available to you online this instant. How do you make a decision? Google, Reddit, TikTok, Pinterest, the group chat, all those Chrome tabs and screenshots you've been saving? Online shopping was supposed to make things easier, but now things are more fragmented than ever. What if you could take this overwhelming shopping experience and whittle it down to something personalized for you? That's what today's founder is doing with her new app called Locker. But when investors aren't in your target demographic, how do you sell a solution to a problem they don't even have? Will our investors get over their decision fatigue and make their way to checkout or abandon this startup in the cart? I'm Josh Muccio. Welcome to The Pitch, where real entrepreneurs pitch real investors for real money. Hey, everyone. I'm Beck Bamberger, managing partner of Bad Ideas Group. Hi, I'm Al Bashera, the managing partner at Interlock Capital. Hi, I'm Jillian Manis, managing partner of Structure Capital. I'm Howie Diamond, managing partner of Pure Ventures. The Pitch for Locker is coming up after this. And if you want to watch the video of this pitch, go to pitch.show slash YouTube. Episodes premiere on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Yeah. What yeah. happened to you? I got fired, I guess. Uh, no, yeah. you just Shoot. got fired. <laughs> we, He's we back have... now. Hi. High five on the way in. Nice. From Josh. Hi. I'm Christine. Nice. So nice to meet you. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. I'm Al. Okay, hi. You're going to do a different handshake for all of us. Hi. Yeah, exactly. Nice to meet you. Hi, everyone. I'm Christine Locker. I'm the founder of Locker, and I'm excited to be here today to share more about why I left my successful career in real estate to build the future of e-commerce and social shopping. So as you all know, the way that we shop and consume content has fundamentally shifted. Inspiration can strike at any time. Maybe you saw a link two weeks ago. Now you can't remember who sent it to you, or you took a screenshot on your phone, and now that screenshot's lost in your camera roll. So our consumer journeys have become incredibly fragmented, not to mention the abandoned carts, and the billions in lost revenue for the brands involved. So Locker's productizing these unmet needs for both consumers and brands. Locker started as a Chrome extension, and we quickly expanded to a mobile app where our users can save and organize their favorites anywhere that they shop online. There's an element of curation to the platform, so users can browse the Discover feed, and they can also follow other users on the platform to get inspired by what they're shopping for. So Locker is equal parts utility, curation, and community, our 40,000 users have organically saved over 1 million products to the platform, 
And so we are raising $3 million to invest in the people and the product that will continue to capture the $1 trillion online shopping market. Thank you. Very Thanks. cool. How so, do you make money? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we monetize <laughs> two different ways right now. <laughs> My first the, fir the first being affiliate revenue and the second being direct brand partnerships. So we turned on monetization three months ago. And in those last three months, we've generated 300K in GMV. Can you talk a little bit about the technology here? Mm -hmm. The Chrome extension, how it works um, on desktop is locating keywords on pages that have add to bag or add to cart. And so it doesn't sh pop up on any different image or page on, on the internet. Locker's technology only identifies the product detail images, which guarantees that anything that's saved on the platform is a 100% shoppable product. Doesn't Pinterest do this? If I could have used Pinterest, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Pinterest, because its core focus is inspiration. So if I go to my Pinterest home feed, I'm getting married in two weeks. So I see getaway cars and cakes and all these different wedding inspiration, but none of it is shoppable or it's intermittently shoppable. And so if you go into Pinterest, let's say you saw a picture of a woman in a dress that you were like, I like that. And you click on it. It might take you to a blog post from 2010 and you can't get to that dress because not everything on Pinterest mm -hmm. is shoppable. There's a lot of users can upload any picture okay, they so want the to Pinterest. Okay, so the main distinction between you and Pinterest is that we are 100% shoppable. Everything is 100%. shoppable. 100% shoppable. If I click on something in Locker, it you will take me it. to the brand website, the so purchase page. It sounds like it's a, a memory bank too, and for a consumer who can't buy everything they immediately see or hear. Mm -hmm. Couldn't Pinterest make theirs 100% shoppable? They've tried. Pinterest oh, okay. has tried to have a shop tab. Yeah. But Pinterest allows brands to upload their data feeds. So it's much more brand driven when you go to the shop tab on Pinterest. It's Nike putting a product in front of me or Madewell putting a product in front of me. And so it doesn't have that element of what is my best friend shopping for? Yeah. I would think brands would be very into this too, because imagine they if you're Nordstrom's us. and you could say, oh, wow, look at all the, there's 47,000 shoes brands in lockers right us. now. So I could see a very strong B2B play. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say Essence has a dress and Nordstrom sells the same dress. How do they get in front of that? And so with this raise, the Discover feed will become a place where brands can put paid placement in front of their target consumer. The conversation has led down a path of you sound like you are Pinterest for shopping. Yeah. One, I'm curious how that makes you feel. And then two, how do you get past that and, yeah. and go to market with it? Yeah. So people do call us to Pinterest for online shopping. That's the easiest way that our users relate to us as well. And I don't feel negatively about that at all. Um, our go-to-market strategy at the very beginning, since I was bootstrapping, we used influencer marketing. One of our go-to-market strategies for post-raise is to democratize influence. So platforms like LTK, ShopMy have gatekept who gets to be an influencer and curate and earn off of their recommendations. And so if I can curate a collection and share it with mm. my family or my friends and mm -hmm. somebody buys it and I make $5, that's mm. incredible. And so in September is our timeline for turning on democratized affiliate. And who is this shopper? Is it a Gen Z out of college? Is yeah. it an older millennial professional? Mm -hmm. Who are we talking about? Our core group is 18 to 27. We mm -hmm. skew 95% female. And our secondary group is 28 to 34. How long have you been at this and what's your revenue look like? Yeah, so we started building the platform in March of 2020. I started as a solo founder and I used independent contractors to build the initial version of the platform. So I put 250,000 of my own money into the company to get it to our first 10,000 users. 
Then I raised a million from an angel investor who was a user of the platform in June of 2022. And then I was able to hire my first full-time employee who is an engineer. Revenue, we turned on revenue three months ago. In the first month of turning on revenue, we generated 9K. Mm -hmm. In the second month, it was 11. And um, in the last month, it was 13K. Do you have anything you can share in terms of engagement from the Chrome app? Yeah, Yeah. so we have 2,000 daily active users. We're at 11,000 monthly active users. And of those users, the engagement we know is that they come to the platform and spend an average of 30 minutes a day, whether they're browsing the Discover feed, their own profile, or other shoppers' profiles. The app doesn't launch until Monday, uh, the 12th. So we've got just a half a week left until we can start um, doing some cohort testing and analysis on the app. Does anyone know if that ratio is a good ratio? 40,000 users is 20, is 2,000 DAU and 11,000 MAU a good ratio? Um, with, with to be honest, I, d- myself. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any, do and you what mean like, what well, is 25% are using it once a month, mm-hmm. which is... Certainly not Pretty horrible. The, mm-hmm. the the trick is, that's great. Do they convert? Like the lower part of the funnel is mm-hmm. where the where the rubber hits the road. I don't. I don't even care so much about the conversion into an actual mm-hmm. purchase. But if, if like Pinterest, there's people who go on there yeah. every day, four times a day, and mm-hmm. never purchase anything. But that engagement is really mm-hmm. powerful. For a company like this, the numbers are everything. Does Christine have enough people shopping on Locker to get a deal done in the room? Or will she need some retail therapy after this pitch? You'll find out after the break. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show, and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies to fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back to the Mall of America, online edition. Christine Locker is pitching her app, Locker, as the online shopping destination. Big, if true. Can she and her team pull it off? Here's Jillian. So tell us about your team. So you have this engineer. He's now what? He's a a co-founder? He's a founding engineer. I'm a solo founder. And then I have um, a director of growth. So it's just the three of us. Mm -hmm. Um, Where's the director of growth from? She lives in New York. She's moving to L.A. next week. No, I week. meant, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Professionally. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. sorry. Yeah. Um, she came over from a company called Nate. So Nate was our key competitor um, in this space. They started in 2018 as a way that you could pay $1 transaction fee to check out and not have to put your information in. They raised over $50 million and closed their doors January of this year and laid off their entire team. So what did you learn from that? I've learned a lot from Nate. Nate spent a lot of money to acquire their customers. You could create an account on the app and you got $50. So they got a oh, lot of users wow. because why wouldn't you sign up why would you to get not? $50? Or like the PayPal Yeah, that was the PayPal by the early but, and Uber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the strategy wasn't built community first. It was let's go pay a bunch of people to download the it. app and the conversion wasn't taking place. Hmm. Nate also required you to check out on the app and you could only buy one product at a time. If you want to buy a swimsuit and it's two pieces, you have to buy the top, you pay <gasps> shipping on the top, 
then you no. have to buy the Can't bottom. This is why Who it's would gone. invest in a company like that? He sold a big dream of like this technology is incredible. Five years from now, mm-hmm. what does this look like? So our goal with Locker is to be the destination that when you think about shopping, it's the place you go first. Whether you already have an idea of what you want or you don't know what you want, you come to Locker and that's your destination. Like you said with Pinterest, if I need inspiration for something, if I'm decorating my house, that's the first place I go. If I'm saving a recipe, that's the first place I go. We want Locker to come to the front of their minds. I think democratizing the platform is going to be incredible for our retention, our consumers, our acquisition. And the platform will then really encompass an entire consumer's psychology and needs. And that's our goal is to be that destination for them. So if I'm shopping, I'm going to Locker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, do you have any commitments on the round? Do you have a lead investor? Have you set terms? We just started the round. Okay. So we don't have any capital committed. Given the state of the market, I am not setting terms. I'm going to let the market tell us what the terms are. Why'd you pick $3 million to raise right now versus something lower? It was what we need plus 50% because that was kind of what was advised to us given the state of the market. I'll give you my informal advisor opinion. Yeah. I think it's going to be difficult to raise $3 million. I mean, not impossible. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen crazier things happen, but in this market environment, yeah. based on where you are, raising three on a 10 or 15 is going to be tough. And so part of me is just thinking, just sort of unsolicited advice here. Yeah. Raise a smaller round now, like a million, a million five. Yes. Be mm-hmm. super scrappy. Yes. Be super capital efficient. Yes. At a lower valuation, six to eight million. Yes. I'm completely open to doing something like that. I think in terms of being a founder and and worry of the market, it was if you can raise three, Do you it. kind of like buck up and, and then you can keep building and you don't have that stress of, What's the market yeah, going to be in six but raising months? Three but I respect and, that. Like talking about raising three and actually and raising three. Is and also <laughs> raising three four years ago mm-hmm. is different than raising oh, yeah. three right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm out and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I don't have a grasp of this category in order to add any value or be able to assess it properly. Mm-hmm. I think you're an excellent founder. You are obviously know what you're building, but what I can bring to you is not going to be of value because I'm that stupid in this space. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, so I, I like you a lot. I like what you're doing. I think you have your head wrapped around this industry really, really, really well. I also think there are a lot of companies and have tried certain things very similar to this, and a lot of them have failed. And my, I think one of my bigger concerns is how you become sticky. Mm-hmm. I think shoppers, they're fickle. They go to the next shiny mm-hmm. object when something comes along. And I haven't seen that thing that makes you that like that that locks these people in in a way that yeah. they don't want to leave. And so for that, like I, I this would be a pass right now. Thank you. One thing I'll say to your point of the stickiness factor as well is that once you capture a user and now that's their memory bank of all the things that they want to buy, yep. to then have them switch over to a different platform, it's I've got all of my favorite things that I shop in there. So mm, now you have a hundred links, like it wouldn't be as quick of a, let me go try this other platform because they've created a community and there's a trust in Locker. I'm out as well. It's not you because you're sharp. You know this market. You've done the research. 
That's great. We've worked with many retail tech companies. Mm -hmm. It is a tough space. It's just not my juice. So that's just my only reason for being out. But you're great. Thank so, you. My, my whole thing is I don't know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want to see more. I think there's more you, you need more. to prove out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think with when you launch the mobile app mm-hmm. and you're able to track, you know, metrics yep. in a more targeted way, yeah. conversions, engagement. I mean, yeah. this is all speculative. Do you totally. have the secret sauce or don't you? Yeah. The numbers will tell us. Yeah. It's just too early right now to know. Just to be clear, I'm out for this yeah. round. I want yeah. to see all those things kind Thank of come you. to fruition, but um, would love to stay in touch and happy to talk through more about Thank fundraising you. strategy because it's, it's, I think that's going to be an important piece of this. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks Great meeting you. Likewise. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You're, You're welcome. welcome. You're welcome. Breaks my heart every She didn't seem like a crier. I was actually surprised. Oh. Well, she's also put 250 of her own money yeah. in, guys. I thought but she did. I thought she, 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 she seemed. She did numbers. I thought she was solid. There's something here. I mean, there's, there's something, something here. here. She's, she's got something here. I think the problem is with this kind of business. Yeah. You need more proof points. You need to do. Yes, you need yeah. to have that yes. formula for success yes. to yes. say that okay, you're not going to be like all the hundred others that failed over the past few years. You've got a formula that's different, and yes. and you're showing me that math, so I don't have to do it. And I, I instead am looking at this investment as why wouldn't I invest versus why would I invest? And I feel like we're all looking at it from the why, why would, would I invest because we don't be, have those proof points yet. It'd be totally different a year from now with way more traction to be, listen, this is the Gen Z's Pinterest. Let me tell you why. There's 500,000 users on here that's why buying 100,000 products a day. That's don't you exactly want to invest? That's exactly why I wanted to wait. The top part of the funnel was Good. Like, I mean, for a Chrome extension, you've sure. got 25% of people who've ever yeah. Yeah. downloaded, like they're actively every month. That feels pretty strong, but everything below that was missing, right? Josh. Hey. So, Howie, if she'd come in here saying, I'm raising a million, a million five, would you have invested? If she came in and was like, I'm raising a million on six or seven million cap, and we are going to get to half a million and here's users, how we and here's how we're going to do it. And she That's had that different. conviction. I, I would, different. I would, I would be more inclined. Can't stand making people cry. Yeah, well, so they do it, but also, I didn't think she was gonna cry. She it, didn't seem like a crier. Am I a crier? Yes. Yeah, you're a crier. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, I, I did cry during my pitch, I so I guess that's an easy question. <laughs> I almost cried when you hugged me because I haven't had a, a, a proper hug in so I should have held on for a little Aww, longer. <laughs> well, that then stop being this bachelor, this serial bachelor. I'm trying. You want more Do you know hugs? how hard it is to date? Howie, we'll bring a dating app on season 11 just for you. After the pitch, we were confounded. I couldn't understand why the investors in the room didn't see something here. We're talking about the future of online shopping. One in four people on the globe shop online. That's two billion people and trillions and trillions of dollars. Surely there are investors who get this business, even if those on the show did not. Two weeks after her pitch, Christine got married. And then... We received a term sheet 
while I was on my honeymoon from a fund, mm-hmm. the one thing with the term sheet is that the terms were not agreeable. It was a million dollar term sheet for a $5 million valuation. Ugh. So we ultimately ended up walking away from that term sheet, but it did ignite additional conversations. So then I went into like some really deep due diligence with another fund with like their associate and then VP. And then the last call was with the managing partner of the fund. And Mm -hmm. she just kind of tore me to shreds in terms of we had completely different views of how shopping works and like how Hmm. a consumer engages in the shopping experience. And so we just weren't going to see eye to eye on the vision and the experience. And so it was best, I think, for both of us at that point to just kind of walk away. Yeah, you don't want to be tied to a VC that's like, you need to build it this way. You're like, no, (laughs) we're going to build it the other way. She told me she hated the name Locker for the business. And I was like, okay, well, (laughs) I'm going to take that one kind of personally. Yeah. I think it's a great name because it like implies what you do with the app. Yeah. (laughs) Save things in your locker. What? So I was like, okay, now we're really not going to see. (laughs) We are not vibing. Yeah, we were not vibing. Can you say more about what you did not agree on? Like, yeah, I really want to talk about what you think is the future of retail and online commerce. Yeah. So her thesis was that people only use Google to ultimately search for something. And I was like, well, that's never going to change. Like consumers are always going to have that, like Googling for the product. That's not necessarily Locker's role in the consumer journey. Locker is you find the best XYZ, you put it in your locker until you're ready to buy it. Or maybe you find four or five of whatever the internet says the best XYZ product is. And then when you're ready to buy it, it's keeping track of all of those links for you. Or if you have best friends whose product recommendations that you trust, now you can go into Locker and search from what they're shopping for. Is that why you think investors so far seem to not understand your product? Is it because they don't shop the way your audience shops? I think I think that's definitely part of it. I guess I'm saying because they're old? Yeah, one piece of it, I guess, could be age. The other piece of it is gender. A lot of the conversations I've had have been with male investors, and they aren't, I mean, 85% of consumption in America is, like, driven by females. So it's the woman buying for the house. It's the woman shopping for her partner. And so it's definitely not speaking to the pain points, per se, of those investors. So I've had multiple investors say, like, I'm going to get my wife on this and, like, give you feedback. I've had introductions to investors because their wives found the platform on social media and were like, you need to talk to this girl. (laughs) Yes. And so that is a big piece of it too. Any other leads on VCs that you're working on? So where I'm kind of at is we got a 500K check from another strategic angel. They're a silent angel. They're just a high net worth individual, one of my dad's friends. Okay. And I was talking to them about the platform and... I was showing them how it worked and I like was explaining and he was like, this is genius. I want in. And he ended up investing 500K. And so where my mind is, is I'm going to build the vision and bring it to life and then be able to actually show them tangibly. Because a lot of the feedback we got from investors that passed was, we just want to see you have further traction points, which is bullshit. We have 75,000 users. 
50% of our burn is covered with our monthly revenue. So like we are capital efficient, we have users, they're doing what we want them to be doing. So we've created these inclinations of initial product market fit, which is what the seed stage should be. And right. all the feedback is get to this next point and then we'll have the conversation. So I'm like, well, I can't get there if I don't have money. You know what? Forget those guys. <laughs> Locker's awesome. Thank you. I'm pretty hyped about Thank it you. and I'm not even a crazy online shopper. Thank you. Do you think you'll just end up building this company without venture capitalists? To be honest, if I can, I would love to. I think my experience with VC so far, I think they're all like great people. It's like, they don't want to say something mean or they don't yeah. want to say the real reason of like, hey, we just don't believe in this. Like something about it isn't working mm -hmm. for them, but they don't tell me what that is. It's just more traction, more traction. We'd love to stay in touch. But I think my thought process is I will raise the money on my own. I will prove you wrong. And then when you want to come in in the future, the valuation will be not as nice as it would have been. Thank you guys for all of your support and everything. And it was so fun to do the pitch. I feel like I learned so much about myself even doing that. Really? Yeah. I'm obviously very attached to my business. It is like my child. But I think removing some of their commentary, for example, like Jillian saying she just didn't understand it. Like you feel that on a personal level because you're like, how do you not understand this? But then to just be able to come back and look at it now and say, okay, if she doesn't get it, it's not for her. And she's probably then not the right person for my cap table. Like I think I've learned there has to be buy-in on both sides. I can't believe you came in pitch two weeks before your wedding. I was like, I need to get the app out and then I need to get married and then I'll be back. Don't worry, I'll be back. Even though investors haven't caught on to it yet, I think Christine's onto something. But it's hard to pitch a solution to investors who don't understand the problem. This next generation shops very differently. And Christine knows this because she built this app for people like her. Hopefully she can find a VC that she vibes with. Next week on The Pitch, a college student sells his first company for 300K and then drops out to start another. Why continue to do this thing instead of going through college? I love the process of building a company. Mm -hmm. I also just love capitalism. And <laughs> we'll see you next week in The Pitch Room for our last episode of the season. We're gonna do something crazy for this one. Play you the whole pitch unedited. You asked for it, we're delivering. Applications for the next season are closing next week. This is your last chance to apply to pitch us in Miami this January. It's super easy to apply. Just answer a couple questions and upload your pitch deck or your deal memo at pitch.show slash apply. If you've been waiting, it's now or never. This episode was made by me, Josh Muccio, Lisa Muccio, Carrie Ann Thomas, Anna Ladd, and Enoch Kim, with casting help from Peter Liu. Music in today's show is from Land of Legs, End Insight, Pastek, Joya, 
Breakmaster Cylinder, and The Muse Maker. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, we've set up a URL to make it super easy to share with a friend. It's pitch.show slash text. Try it out, pitch.show slash text. And if you want to listen to our show entirely ad-free, subscribe to Pitch Plus. You'll also get occasional bonus content. Plus, it's a really good way to support the show. Just go to pitch.show slash plus to learn more. The Pitch is made in partnership with the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Pitch, Inc. and their respective employees and affiliates do not provide investment advice or make investment recommendations. The information provided on this show should not be used as the basis for making investment decisions. Listeners should conduct their own research and consult with their own investment advisors before making any investment decisions. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.